And I sat down with myself and said, I, I talked to my pancreas through my limbic brain meditation and says, hey, if you produce more insulin, I'll eat less sugar. And so we made a deal. So I don't eat sugar. Welcome to the Life in Paradise podcast, the show about creating a life you never need a vacation from. You'll gain inspiration from those who have done it before as we share experiences, strategies, and offer practical steps you can take to live your dream life in paradise with your host, attorney turned alchemist, Don Fleming. All right, we are here today for our first segment of a monthly segment that we are going to be doing called Taking Command with Captain Tom. And today I am here with my wonderful husband and really excited about kicking off the first of this series. Thank you for signing up for this. (laughs) Okay, we'll see. (laughs) So as I said last week, Tom's done some trainings with me. He used to train on stage when we were in the network marketing industry. He's helped me uh, on some of the, the sessions on our workshop and been really instrumental in helping me um, build this business of helping people claim their dream life. But I want to give you just a little bit of a backstory on how this segment came about, because uh, if you don't know, I have rebranded and renamed the podcast. It used to be called the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast. It's now called Life in Paradise on a Shoestring. And as I was putting together the new show format, uh, I had just come back from a three-day podcast seminar that was amazing, really got so much out of that. And I was in my office and my husband was uh, outside complaining about the lack of leadership in our world today. Do you want to add to this? or But basically, he was complaining about all these old people who were leading our country, the United States, and um, many places, even in the on the world stage, uh, folks in their 80s, nothing wrong with that. But like, where are all the young people coming up? Where are the young leaders? We're starting to see a few. I know uh, we just recently in the House of Representatives, 25-year-old kid (laughs) that is now in a wonderful position of leadership, but where are the rest, right? And so in a very playful, uh, kind way, I uh, was teasing him and I said, well, sweetie, what are you doing to lead? (laughs) And he kind of did the, uh, 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 and I said, hold on. I said, before you answer, I have a proposition for you. As I'm redesigning the podcast, I really think that leadership is so important in in our dream life. And we're going to get into that in great detail as we go through the the course of the year uh, with the segment. But I really felt that, you know, he had a lot to offer to have an amazing career and and done so many uh, wonderful things. I said, how about we add a monthly segment? on leadership, and we're going to call it Taking Command with Captain Tom. And he said yes. Okay. (laughs) He doesn't tell me no very often. Um, And when he does, I usually listen. But for those of you who don't know, Captain Tom is actually a licensed uh, U.S. Coast Guard Merchant Marine captain and has been crew on large and small race boats, a, a very accomplished international yacht racer, You've had your own company, 
with many employees. You've, you've had, uh, you were hired actually, we'll get into that on one of the segments because of the fact that you had your own company. And even though you didn't know anything about the, the job that you were taking on, were, were hired because of your leadership skills. And so I am thrilled and honored that you said yes to joining me and taking part in this podcast to, to help share the leadership wisdom that we've acquired, um, you in particular. And so I want to just publicly thank you. So today, to kick off this a new segment, we're going to talk about three things. The first is what is leadership? There's you know different definitions of it. There's different ideas of it, but but at the end of the day, what is it? And the second thing is how how do we lead? How how are we leading currently? Because you are. And then the third thing is the first step in leadership, and we have some some pretty remarkable things to share. And of course, in keeping with our theme, our quarterly theme of health, um, we're actually going to talk about that in leadership in connection with the health arena. So, Tom, you want to help uh, kick sure, us off with sure. what is leadership? What is leadership? Yes, there's the such thing as positional leadership versus authority or relation to, relational or expertise. So what happens is, is that uh, in the military, you, be, you go from sergeant to, uh, I think, lieutenant or something like that. That's, that's positional leadership. If you don't if you don't up your leadership to, to with the rank, you're not, just not a good leader because it's, it it doesn't work. And and so one of the things I can share is is that I started an aerospace company in my garage, just hard work, a lot of hours and everything. And then the company built and built and built and built until I had uh, industrial two industrial units and 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 employees and machinists and everything. But I didn't know leadership. I, I, I didn't have any clue of, of how to lead these people because I never took, there's no such thing as leadership 101 in college. Uh, there, there's psychology, there's philosophy, there's this and that. I, I never took a leadership uh, class in school. I didn't know what I was doing. I was, you know. You're a physics major. I was a physics major. I was, I was a nerd, you know, <laughs> pocket pen protector and everything. So I didn't know anything about this. And so I went on to work um, as a lineman, uh, doing line work up in Washington State. And uh, you did what the, uh, the the foreman told you to do. You didn't have to, you didn't think about anything. You just did what you were told. And so I never was ex- ex- exposed to uh, much of my own leadership to what to do. And so when we got uh, my business, I met Dawn, and uh, and she introduced me to some uh, personal development books, trainings, and stuff like that. And so I, I read the personal development. I read about leadership, and I said, I came home one day from work, and I said, this stuff really works. It's really amazing that that I was dealing with um, these engineers from a from a uh, uh, the company who was our customer. And uh, there was some disagreements or a little tension there. And through my my training and stuff, I learned to ask him for his opinion and his input and everything. And it turned out great because we worked together. And that's leadership is to is to you know lock arms 
and go together and work. And if I was, I thought I was just a hotshot physicist engineer, uh, I don't think we would have got the job done, but we got the job done because we worked together and because I took personal development training on leadership and, and things like that. So it really was quite a, a, an amazing aha for me. I mean, I was 50 years old and I had never heard about this stuff. And once I heard about it, I said, man, this is this is a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying this. So. And that's one of the, the definitions of leadership is getting somebody to do something, right, that they otherwise wouldn't have done yeah. without you yeah. at the end of the day. It's really about being able to influence a situation, um, not just have some title that, you know, people automatically do what you say because you have some title behind your name. That's, sure. that's really what you're talking about. Yeah. We'll, we'll go on to another uh, part of leadership that uh, in a in a future one that uh, about a, a friend of ours we got in business with, and that guy he was younger than we were, but he just stunk of leadership. He was <laughs> so good. He's like, oh man, I follow this guy off the ends of the earth, and you know. So we have, that story will come later. In the, in the, in yeah, we have so many to share. Yeah. I'm really excited. We were kind of mapping it out um, the, the whole year. And I was like, oh, where, where's this going go? Yeah. And so we're going to organize it in such a way that that it can be really helpful for you. But you you brought up a good point. So when you were a lineman up in, in Washington, mm-hmm. um, I mean, did the company offer any leadership training? No. And then, you know, we're going to talk about uh, the experiments in, in Panama City. but I know, you know, you would be frustrated because people would just get promoted because they punched a time clock longer than someone else, not no. because they had any particular leadership skills or and, ability. And these guys were leading hundreds of men. And it just, I was just like, pulling my hair out. I, you know, little hair I have left. <laughs> I come home and say, God, these guys don't get it. Yeah, don't get it. We can lead, but. Anyway, there's a bunch of stories about well, that. Well, you know, it kind of begs the question, too. We, you know, we're seeing the great resignation now. You know, I want, you, one wonders, um, maybe with a little bit more leadership, uh, with some of the things we're talking about, would, would people be so unhappy with their, in the workplace and be able to, you know, see a path for them yeah. forward that would maybe uh, prevent this, this big phenomenon from, from happening? Sure. So, uh, yeah, I, I, and I'll just say uh, one other thing, uh, another situation that comes up, it's, it's kind of funny about leadership. I was thinking back when I was in law school, I think I was actually in, uh, I think it was my second year because I, I was like, I had finished maybe three semesters of law school and I got uh, selected for jury duty. And I remember I actually got, I didn't, I was like, oh, I have a, a background in law now. They're not going to pick me for jury duty. You know, they dismiss lawyers. Well, that's not really true. I found out. So I got picked for this jury. It was like some, you know, theft situation, theft case. And I I had gotten to know some of the, the jurors that were on there with me. And, and so I ended up being foreman of the jury <laughs> because. Go figure. <laughs> Legend, in law, and I mean, I was barely, barely um, halfway, not even halfway through with law school, and so I just thought of it. But there, there's an, uh, a situation where there's leadership due to expertise. So uh, some of the other other types of leadership that there is, sure. But I think what's important, and this gets into that the first step 
in the process is we to realize we're already leading, right? The, the recognition that we're already role models for the people that are around us. We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castellito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com, www.castellitocaribe.com. We look forward to seeing you soon. I'm so happy to have you with me for the Life in Paradise podcast. I love our listeners and fans, and we'd love to show our appreciation for you supporting the show. So please head over to lifeinparadisepodcast.com where you can find free resources mentioned in the show and also register for our gifts, prizes, and swag. I'd also love to hear from you. So there's a place on that page to submit your questions, comments, and requests so I can serve you better. And if I answer your question on the show, we'll send you a free gift. We live and a little island uh, off the coast of Cancun in Mexico called Isla Mujeres. And uh, we're homeowners in a small hotel on the island here. And so um, all the neighbors, uh, we, we have to set a good, good example for what our gringos are, you know? So um, we have to be leaders of, of our neighborhood, be who we, you know, and be nice and be responsible to all our our neighbors and friends and and and, and be a, a, a good example of foreigners should come down here and, and have property and uh, show respect, a lot of respect. And that's one of the things. Uh, if you show respect and, and just be gracious for everything, it goes a long way. Just a wave of the hand, buenos dias, buenas tardes. It just it's just it's an ongoing thing to to show respect and uh, to be a leader of of you uh, you know we're foreigners here be leaders of the foreigners and we've gotten involved with a, a real good group of overseas patriots down here and they all try the best they can to fit in and be gracious to everybody and that's uh, kind of leads into the the next point which is um I talk about this in creating your dream life but for sure it has to do with leadership and that is, putting your oxygen mask on first. Mm -hmm. What do I mean by that? One of the things you want in leadership is respect, but in order to get it, you have to respect yourself. People know it, you know, if you don't respect yourself and and you don't, um, you know, lead yourself first. And so it's really hard to get the respect as a leader. And again, that goes back to the influence, right? Getting somebody to do something that they otherwise wouldn't have done without you being there. That is a big part of it. Is is that respect? I got one other thing to add. Um, when we we built this place, we bought this place and we built it up, and so we had workers 
who would come and, and help. During COVID, we built a whole nother floor on the, on the hotel. And um, the contractor, uh, Tony said, hey, I'm busy with this other thing. So you, you work with the guys. And so we did. We worked with the guys. And there was common respect. And every Friday, we'd, we'd buy a, a chicken uh, lunch, you know, a chicken lunch. And then Saturdays, when, when payroll, when we paid for payroll, we'd give them beer and stuff. But it was a common respect with these uh, these workers. And uh, they don't make that much money, but they're very talented people in what they do. And so now these days, um, any one of those guys that can go by his house and say, hey, I need a little work done. I'll be right there, Captain Tom. Or or these other other workers, they'd be, uh, they'd be coming down the street and they see me out, hey, Tomas, you know, they'd always wave. And then, and, and, and that's respect that uh, that's part of leadership is is respect of these people who they may not have the background I have, but still their background is very important. I want to share that with you. No, and that's true. Uh, you know, I belong to the the Sisters of Perpetual Disorder yeah. on the island. And yeah. The last meeting I went to, uh, all the ladies went around the group and uh, gave a tip for anybody new and said, you know, what would you recommend being here? And that was actually what I said, is I said, you know, really respect the folks that work for you and treat them well. Because as a result of that, we, some of them would complain that, oh, people don't show up, you know, they'll say they're going to be there at a certain time and they don't show we don't really have that problem too much. Like if, if those folks, unless something comes up, I mean, it is Mexico. So, you know, they're not always the most punctual, but pretty much, I mean, if they say they're going to be, be at our place to, to do something for us, they're there. And, you know, we respect them, they respect us. And, and so it's a mutual thing, but getting back to the respect for yourself, that's, that's where leadership all starts, right. Is, is leading yourself and how are you conducting yourself and really taking charge of your health. Um, that is the, the focus for this quarter. And so I've asked Tom to, to share a rather personal story about how he has been able to do just that. Yeah. So anyway, um, growing up, I was a sugarholic. I ate, I ate Mountain Dews, you know, everything, I, you know, uh, apple fritter, donut on the way to work in the morning. I, I love my sugar. And so uh, I, I did a, before we left to sail away, I was like 57, 58. I, I had wanted to get my, my captain's license. And so I had to go take a, a physical. And so my doctor before in California, he we did a blood test and he looked at it. He says, hey, knock off the sugar. So anyway, I found out that I, I'm, I'm five foot 10 and 165 pounds. I'm not heavy set, but uh, my A1C was 5.7 is right on the edge of uh, pre-diabetes. And so I thought, oh my goodness, I, I'm going to have to uh, knock off the sugar. And so maybe was it maybe a year later, I finally, I started back on off on the sugar and I, and I sat down with myself and, and said, I, I talked to my pancreas through my Olympic brain, you know, meditation and says, Hey, if you produce more insulin, I'll eat less sugar. And so we made a deal. So I don't eat sugar. I have one, uh, about one teaspoon of sugar a day in my one cup of coffee. And I, you know, not even, not even a full teaspoon, but half a teaspoon. 
And I don't eat any desserts. I would love to have some chocolate chip mint ice cream, but I just don't do it. And I made the decision. I led my life. And now my A1C is way down. It's under five in the last blood test or five by one or something. But that's the thing. I made a decision that I'm not going to take Ozempic or any of that stuff. I just don't like medications. And so I said, I made a decision and I stick by it. But do I miss sugar? Oh, yeah. But I'm going to live a lot longer without it and be happy because I have to I have to be there for her. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate that very much. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to uh, do a, a whole segment I've decided about uh, digging your grave with your teeth to talk about that further in one of the regular segments. But I'm really proud of you for doing that because uh, I had forgotten that that's when that originally came up was was in the process of getting your captain's license when that was discovered. But, you know, I know we had the blood work done in uh, Punta Gorda before we moved here. You uh, turned 65 and had that full physical done by Medicare, which (laughs) that's another funny story. You want to want to talk about that? Well, what what about which 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 aspect of it? Well, you were sixty five. They were you were on no pharmaceutical drugs. There, uh, you you did the treadmill, and they like pretty much ran you out. Get out of here! Why, why are you bothering us? You, you're wasting our time. And uh, it's just like uh, I did full the full what sixteen minutes at full full ramp and full speed on that on the treadmill. And I was playing tennis three. Four days a week and everything, and in a senior men's league and everything, and uh, I had some little bit of palpitations or something. So they they wanted me to run a full, full gambit and everything, and uh, but they couldn't believe you're 65 and and no uh, no drugs, right? Yeah. But uh, the only other thing with Medicare, I'm not going to go on about it, but I went for my uh, welcome to Medicare uh, first, uh, you know, first physical for it. And I was sitting on the on the, on the bench, and uh, the doctor was over there facing the computer away from me and asking me a whole bunch of questions and filling in the computer. And I finally said, hey, doc, I'm over here. I'm over here. Turn around. This is me. You can listen to my heart here, and you can look at my ears and stuff, but don't look at the computer. I'm over here. Right? You know, it's just this is modern day of medicine. And that was in Florida. Oh, my God. Oh, you want a colonoscopy? I'll be on uh, 2028, maybe in <laughs> October of 2028, you can get one. What? Yeah, forget about getting a doctor's appointment in Florida um, anytime, but particularly with oh, snow know, so. But no, so so you um, and I did actually. If you haven't listened to it, uh, I highly recommend. I'll put it in the show notes. The uh, segment I did or the episode I did last year on how to access top shelf medical care at bargain prices in Mexico. And I talked about the experience of going through and and getting our annual, well, we don't really do annual physicals. We probably should, but (laughs) at least every five years or so (laughs) do a checkup. But we were able to get those results, those labs from the last, we took, had a copy. I don't remember how we got a copy of them, but uh, because it's hard to get a copy of your own labs in the States, but we did have a copy. From uh, I think we got medical insurance in Punta Gorda, and they yeah they they gave it to us yeah 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 Yeah, that's right. Um, So anyway, we had a copy of of his old ones, and then um, Dr. Gratis sat down with us 
and went over the new one. And we were delighted to see that your numbers actually had improved. Yes. Ah. So it, it, it is working yeah. and um, continues to progress in the right direction. But uh, it's it, that's it. That's where it all starts. That's where leadership starts, right? Yeah. Is, is leading yourself, you know, your, your health, your, uh, you know, spiritual growth, your educational growth. There's all of these different factors that go into our health, right? And, and you've got to lead the charge there. Um, health is something we can easily take and take for granted until it's gone, right? Sometimes we don't think about our health until we lose it. And that's, um, that's going to be a little bit too late. Yeah, so we're, we're staying, on, staying steady on course and really watching while we eat. I cut way back on my uh, red, red meat uh, intake and uh, we're eating a lot of really good fruits and vegetables down here and and we're doing dry January. Yeah, dry January. But that's okay. That's fine. Oh, why not? Yeah, why not? Be <laughs> talks a little. Yeah, that's the problem with living in paradise, right? It's yeah. a, it's pretty easy to over imbibe. So you know, give our our uh, liver a little bit of a break so and uh, keep the liver from quivering too much. <laughs> Have fun. Cool. Well, thank you so much for this first fun segment. Uh, I'm really looking forward to these uh, these monthly um, t- topics that we're going to be uh, diving into in connection with leadership. And uh, later this month, I will have a uh, amazing story about someone who has been able to completely turn around his diabetes through diet alone. And uh, I I do believe that food is medicine. And uh, so we're going to dive into that next week. Okay. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you for being here. See you. Thanks for tuning in to the Life in Paradise podcast. Did you love this episode? If so, we'd love for you to follow, rate, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We invite you to tune in every week for more inspired insights and wisdom to create your somebody pinch me reality. And until next time, dream big and act on it daily.